Hello, and welcome to episode number two of For What It's Worth. This is Jennifer Brommel. I'm here with my husband, Stephen Brommel. And today we're going to talk a little bit about confusion, chaos, and distrust versus truth, order, and trust. This goes back to ancient times. Uh, the, in, in ancient Egypt, they had two words. The first one is mayet, which meant order, justice, and righteousness, and isfet, which was injustice and chaos. So this has been going on forever. But before we start, I wanted to ask you, why are we calling it for what it's worth? Yeah, it's uh, it's something that God really placed on my heart because, I mean, obviously over the years, uh, Christianity has been marginalized. Um, we've taken God out of the schools. We've taken God out of the courtrooms. We've taken God out of our government. And nobody, it just seems like nobody wants to hear from God. And when I'm in conversations with people, I found myself over the last few years saying, listen, you know, for what it's worth, I mean, this is what the Bible says, right? So it just seemed to be the uh, the obvious choice for the title of our podcast. Yeah, because what God has to say is worth more than anything that anyone else has to say. But generally speaking, the world today doesn't see it that way, where the Bible used to be the authoritative um, last word on everything. Now it's a myth and a fantasy and not worth listening to at all. And that's sad. It's very sad. Well, it's, it's tragic, right? And to your point about ancient times, I mean, the confusion started in the very beginning with Adam and Eve, right? Yep. When Satan said to Eve, did God really say you shouldn't eat uh, of any tree in the garden? So um, it started right from the very beginning. And we're going to get to that uh, scripturally um, uh, later on in this podcast, but yeah, we're going to show that this has been a, uh, a lifelong problem uh, going back to the very, very beginning. And we're going to find out who the the author of confusion is and who the author of trust is and truth. Excellent. So just hearkening back to the past couple of months, really, I know you've done some research um, in some of the most confusing things that are going on right now. Um, do you want to just talk about the three things that you've looked at lately? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, in the, the, the business I'm in of labor relations, uh, I'm having conversations every day, pretty much all day. Uh, and 70% of it, probably 75% of it, uh, deals with COVID and people very quietly are, uh, are asking some questions and, uh, uh, as you're well aware, I'm a big fan of uh, Thomas Sowell and um, Victor Davis Hanson. And they always say that uh, you have to know the difference between anecdotal evidence and empirical data. And what is the difference? Uh, well, anecdotal evidence just says, you know, this was my experience, but it, it's not really based on truth, right? It's not based on facts. It's not based on hard data. And whenever you're making an argument, you want to have those numbers in front of you. And uh, it's, you know, especially in my business, when you're doing negotiations, you need to have that data going into negotiations to back up um, your proposals and what you're asking for, right? So, uh, you know better than anybody, Jen, numbers are my bag. I love dealing with numbers. I love dealing with statistics. I love analyzing um, different events and and uh, where the world's going based on where it's come from, and, uh, and numbers are the thing, right? Yeah. So, so empirical data then is the factual numbers, yep. that the actual proof 
of what it is you're talking about, not your feelings or your experience. That's right. I mean, experience, experience can come into it. Sorry, that was my phone. Uh, experience can come into it. Um, but again, it still has to be backed up by hard facts. It's like, you know, being a Christian, right? We give testimony based on scripture and how that applies to our lives in truth, right? Yep. It backs it up. So just like presenting any case, whether it's a murder case, some kind of criminal case, uh, you're going to, you're going to put hard data in front of the jury, uh, to prove the experience, right? Yep. So, um, and that's my thing. I love to get into the nuts and bolts of stuff. Um, and I, you know, I give, obviously give God the credit. It's one of the very first things he taught me when I got saved was to, to look at the facts. Don't just take people's words for it. No. Um, you've, you've got to look into the details. You've got to research. I don't think enough of that's going on right now. And that's, what's causing a lot of the confusion. Yes. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's where we're at in this world. That's why it's so confusing. People just, you know, they're either afraid to ask the questions. I know that from the conversations I've had last week, um, which has been a, a, just a crazy week in terms of uh, the things that are going on. But, um, uh, but people are asking a lot of questions. So I, I give them the facts as I know them, right? As right. I've researched them. So the other thing that's happening now is we're all tired of the lockdowns and the mixed messages and we're doing this and then we're doing that and there are an awful lot of people who are living in fear so my hope is that some of these um, facts and figures that you're going to give us now might put some people's minds at rest as far as the fear aspect goes well you know it's uh, that's a great it's a great statement and a question because I don't know if it's going to ease people's concerns or ease their fear um uh, but it is going to give them facts, okay? Uh, and it's going to lead to a lot of questions. And hopefully the point of this particular podcast will be to uh, remind our brethren, our fellow Christians, um, and to encourage those that aren't saved that there is someone we can go to to help us through that chaos, that confusion. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's, that's always the point of these podcasts, is to always bring it around to God and his Son and Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. So, All right. Well, numbers, man, hit us with the data. <laughs> yeah. I, I Don't tune me out. I know this can get kind of boring, but uh, I think you'll find this interesting because we don't hear a lot um, of comparison between the last major pandemic, which was the Spanish flu, which ran between February of 1918 to April of 1920. So it ran for 27 months. Currently, just so you know, we're in our 17th month of COVID. Uh, officially, uh, the first case was recorded December 31st, 2019, and we are currently uh, June 8th, 2021, as of today. So let's start with the Spanish flu. At the time of the Spanish flu in 1918, the world's population was only 1.9 billion people. Think about that, right? Yeah. So in 100 years, it's gone up, what, 700%, 600%. The number of cases, based on 1.9 billion people in the entire world, the number of cases of Spanish flu recorded at that time were 500 million. Think about that. Mm. 500 million people out of 1.9 billion actually contracted the Spanish flu. 
That's 26.3% of the world's population got sick with the Spanish flu. Today, with COVID, after 17 months, so we're more than halfway through this thing in comparison, today we have 7.9 billion people and only 173 million, sorry, yes, 173,360,912, as of the data I got yesterday, have actually caught COVID. That's only 2.2% of the world's population compared to 26.3% of the population back in 1918 to 1920. The number of deaths worldwide for the Spanish flu was 50 million people. Wow. 50 million got wiped out by the Spanish flu between 1918 and 1920 based on a population of 1.9 billion. That is 2.6% of the population got wiped out with Spanish flu. Today, the number of deaths worldwide with COVID is only 3,730,506 as of yesterday, which equals, you ready? Yep. 0.047% of the world's population. Quite a difference. So let me say that again. So with the Spanish flu, 2.6% of the population died from the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. With COVID, only 0.047%. Not even half a percent of the world's population has passed away. Now, to be fair, I also compared the death numbers to the number of cases. So with the Spanish flu, you had 50 million people die of the Spanish flu out of 500 million that caught it. So 10% of the cases, people that caught it, died. Yep. Today, okay, worldwide, only 2.2%. Wow. Only 2.2% of worldwide of the people that have caught COVID have passed away from it. Now, I also did a comparison because we're from Canada. I did a comparison for Canada. And Canadian, uh, so our population is around 36 million, 37 million. The number of cases have been 1,400,093, which equals 3.7% of the population of Canada, which is a little bit higher than the worldwide numbers. Um, The number of deaths from COVID in comparison to the number of people that have caught it is only 0.068%. So 25,694 people in Canada have passed away due to COVID. And that equals 0.068% of the amount of people that have caught it. And um, of the population, I'm sorry, forgive me, 0.068% of Canada's national population. In terms of the people that have caught it that have passed away, it's only 1.8%, which is lower than the worldwide average. The worldwide numbers. So that's the data. I'm not, you know what, I'm just giving you the data. You can decide for yourself uh, how bad this thing really is. Um, A couple of other interesting facts I came across. I'll I'll say it quickly because we've got to get to to some stuff, but this is, to me, it's fascinating. Uh, I found out through research that none of the vaccines have been approved by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Um, They were only tested for five months before they were put out to market. And going by the CDC's and the World Health Organization's own definition of vaccine, 
these shots do not meet the standard of being defined as a vaccine. Did you know that? No. Isn't that incredible? It is. A um, couple other things that I found interesting. The CDC and WHO uh, reported for 15 months that no one under the age of 19 would need to get the shot. That was for the first 15 months. And then CP24 is a local news station in Toronto, Ontario. They reported about a month ago, uh, we had our first death due to COVID for someone under the age of 18 years old. Uh, the girl, unfortunately, uh, that passed away was only 13 years old. And then two weeks after that, a uh, report came out. The federal and provincial governments in Canada announced that they are making the COVID shot available to children under the age of 18 to as young as 12. Wow. And that was based on one death under the age of 18 that we know of so far. The other interesting uh, fact in this is that these children that are going to get the vaccine do not need parental authorization to receive the shot. So That's Emily great. at 15 years old can walk out the front door say I'm going to the park, but she's actually going to get the vaccine. The people that are administering the vaccine don't need a permission slip. Wow. So these kids are not old enough to vote, to drive, and drink, but the government will allow them to take it upon themselves to get the shot. And I was talking to a lawyer yesterday about this, and this was really interesting. He, he said to me, you know, it's even worse when I gave him this example. He said, these children that are in high school from kindergarten all the way to grade 12, if they're under 18 years old, let's say they're at school and they come down with a headache and uh, they decide they want to go to the nurse's station to get a Tylenol. They go to the nurse's station, they ask the nurse for a Tylenol, the Tylenol has, or the Tylenol, the nurse has to call the parents for permission to give them a Tylenol. Yeah. And, and yet they in, can... And in this shot, not all children would be aware of necessarily of their medical allergies or their, their past vaccination history and whether they had any reactions to other vaccines. Um, so it's, it's a little scary to be allowing them to just go and get it themselves without having discussed it with their parents. As a parent, it's, it is. It's a bit nerve-wracking, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So, um, listen, I'm just throwing these statistics at you. For the, it's, it's fun for me to work them out, um, but it also keeps me balanced The you know when, when I'm praying and, and reading the Word of God. He, God has always encouraged me to look at the facts, dig up the facts. And it's funny how God always leads me to the things that I need to, like the proper websites. All of a sudden, somebody will send me something by email, and it's exactly what I've been working on, that type of thing. Yep. Like even Tony sent me something this morning, and I told him, I said, it's so funny, we're doing a podcast on this today. Like it was fascinating. It right? is. So, um, but that's the way, you know, if we're sincere in our hearts and we want to get to the truth, and obviously the the ultimate truth that we want to get to is the is the salvation of our souls, right? Like this really is all about Jesus Christ. And, and nothing, nothing at all is catching god off guard here right he knows exactly he knows exactly what's going on um and uh he's allowing it uh, to happen he's in control to the point of allowing things to happen but i think ultimately i know ultimately it's to lead people to jesus christ yeah that's the most important thing on the the planet right now and it has been for history so so I know there's a lot of other things that are confusing. We can get into it and turn it into an hour-long podcast. We don't want to do that for you, but but we can break it up into segments and 
talk about it down the road. There's a lot to talk about, but I just wanted to throw that at you just as a comparison as to what a real pandemic looks like compared to what's going on today. Um, and I'm not trying to change anybody's mind as to what they want to do personally with the vaccine or anything else. That's up to you. Um, but these are just uh, some statistics to throw at you. So. so in the midst of all of this, we need to we need to look and we need to determine who is the author of confusion and who is the author of truth. So who is the author of confusion? Uh, it's pretty obvious. It's the devil, right? Um, uh, from scripture. I mean, if we look at first Peter five, eight, it says be alert and, and of sober mind, your enemy, the devil prowl, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yep. That is pretty intimidating. But that's what's going on, right? Like, he picks us off one at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's what he does, in, uh, according to 1 Peter 5, 8. Well, and in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, and it says, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So, it's even more confusing when, you know, he doesn't have a forked tail and horns. It can be something that seems beneficial, but... Yeah. isn't godly there's a couple of other verses you can check out genesis 3 1 and john 8 44. just to go back quickly for the the angel of light second corinthians eleven fourteen. he does masquerade as an angel of light and there's a lot of things going on in the world that uh that seem like they're good and we can go into details in further podcasts but the only way to discern the only way to discern what is right and wrong uh in the world today is to go before God. Yeah. And we're going to get to that, how he equips us, right? Yep. So who's the, uh, who's the author of truth, Jen? God is the author of truth. God is the beginning and ending of truth. He is all things truth. 1 Corinthians uh, 14.33 For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. So... He is not the God of disorder, but of peace. And you know, he does this for our benefit, right? Yep. Yep. So in Proverbs 3, 5, it says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So use the use the things that God's given us, the Bible, um, to, to figure out what the truth is. James 1, 5 is the one that I... I I really hitch my wagon to is uh, uh, James 1 5 says if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you that's an amazing promise it in, is in such a confusing time that God promises us he will give us wisdom when yep. we are confused right yep so lacking wisdom we need to seek wisdom from God um, and we have a few verses pertaining to that as well. And, you know, one of the things that we can always be confident of is in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word, God's word, will never pass away. Do you know, to me, that's one of the most important verses in the Bible, because if you look at the history of time and how much it's changed, like just forget the history of time. Let's just look at the last 50 years of our lives and how much standards have changed right yeah um 
uh, in terms of the even even if you look at how you can raise your kids, the government's even involved in that, right? Yep. And and creating a lot of confusion there. But as much confusion and as much change as there's been, even over the last fifty years of our lifetime, God says His words will never pass away. That is the anchor of the entire world, isn't it? Yep. He doesn't change his mind. Truth is truth. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Good is good. Evil is evil in the eyes of God. And that's what he teaches us through his Holy Spirit so we can discern this entire mess we're living in right now, right? Yep. So there's lots of other verses in the Bible that, that speak to God's wisdom. And one of the things that, you know, when you have Christ, we also have within us the Holy Spirit. And in John 14, 6, God calls him the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Sometimes that's the most important thing is remembering. And and through prayer and studying the word, um, you will be granted a peace beyond all understanding. No matter what's swirling around in the world, we can be confident and content in the love and care of our Heavenly Father. You know, we forget sometimes that we're only human, right? And over the last week, you've seen some of the things you've seen firsthand, Jen, some of the things I've had to deal with over the last week. They've been pretty contentious, and they can make you shudder a little bit. But uh, but when you go back to God, He calms your spirit because He is the foundation of all truth, right? Yeah. And that's the peace we have, and that can only come through Jesus Christ. So we encourage you that, you know, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we can help you get there, and uh, and you should start with the book of John. Uh, it's the best explanation for someone seeking evidence uh, of the Savior. So God bless you all for listening to us again. Uh, we hope God blesses you and keeps you, and uh, we look forward to uh, to talking to you next time in about a week. And that's an important week, by the way, isn't it? Next week. Yes. It's our anniversary. 32 years. 32 years. So. What a blessing. Yep. So so I'd like to give you an email address if uh, you would like to contact us. Um, I'm sure there will be somewhere in the description where I can put it as well. But it's thebrommels at gmail.com. That's T H E. B-R-O-M-E-L-L-S at gmail.com. Have a blessed week, and we will talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.